I'm kind of thankful that nobody walked in on me listening to it because I feel like they would immediately just turn around and just be like, "Did you not have headphones?" No, I was just listening to it like as loud as I possibly could. I was daring people to come in and be like, hey, "Kona, listening to K-pop," and I'd be like, "Yes, I am," and I'm kind of digging it. Well, all right. Welcome back to the Monarch Experience. I am your host, the Man Kona. Thank you for listening to our third episode. I feel like the more I listen to podcasts now, the more likely that someone is going to say something really trite and overused, such as, wow, can you believe that we've made it this far? It's episode three of season two. And you know what? I was tempted to say it, but for this episode, I'm not going to say it. I'm just gonna say welcome. Here at the Monarch Experience, we're giving students the platform to be able to voice their opinions about what matters to them. And today, we've got four students that are gonna be chatting about the impact of K-pop. I am not gonna lie, I crossed something off my bucket list today. I did research and listened to K-pop for a full 40 minutes on my prep, researching for this episode. And I think I'm a better man because of it. But before we jump into this episode on the Western influence or the influence of K-pop on Western music, gotta give some major shout outs. Major shout out number one, it's gotta go to one of my students, Annika, because she is celebrating a birthday today. Not today, but to today. As of recording, she's celebrating a birthday, but by the time this episode is gracing her ears, her birthday will have been long gone. So happy belated birthday, Annika. And our second major shout out has to go to our potted plant Carl. I actually really like calling Carl potted plant Carl because I feel like it gives him an identity. And for those of us who have not yet heard from Carl, um, you're, you're not going to hear from him because he's a potted plant. But he is real. He is in studio with us. He is decked out in K-pop merchandise. And we are glad because we feel like we are better people knowing Carl. So Carl, major shout out goes your way. Thank you. You are an internet sensation. Um, and it's been a pleasure getting to, I guess, Carl, you're my co-host. Carl's just looking at me. Carl's nodding in case those of you are out there listening or trying to figure out what Carl's response to that is. But he is, he is, he is shaking his leaves at me right now. All right, so let's jump right into this. Uh, today, we've got four amazing people here. We've got Sarah. Sarah, say hello to our listeners, our XPs, our experiencers. Hi. Rebecca, say something to our fan base. Hello. She went with hello. I like it. And returning for a second episode, we've got the great, the amazing, the other adjectives, Alice from the homework episode. Alice, welcome oh. back. And Cassie, Cassie, say hello. Hey. Very nice. How are you all doing today? Good. So we're you're doing. We're <laughs> just doing. We're making it. Uh, well, listen. Here at the Monarch Experience, our our motto is "Fake it till you make it." Um, oh, and, yes. And we are yeah. still episode three of season two. We are still in the faking it. 
right. stage. Uh, I have a feeling that I'm going to be saying that in like 14 years from now. Oh my God, 14 years of this podcast. Uh, I couldn't imagine this, but I'm going to be saying 14 years. Guys, it's been 14 years and we've been faking it till we make it. And today, I stand proud with Carl to say... We're still faking it. <laughs> We're still faking it. <laughs> oh, Alice, you are amazing. Um... So before we jump into this, obviously the topic is going to be one that I think is going to create some controversy in the sense that there's some people who feel strongly about about K-pop. There are people who feel strongly against K-pop, just like any mainstream type of music. But I think there's something that creates an even stronger division. When you eat an Oreo, do you bite into it or do you split the cookie part and then eat the frosting? I say I just eat it like a cookie. So like a normal person, yes. not like a serial killer. I'm a oh, right? human being. You need to enjoy every level of the cookie. And what better? How do you enjoy it better other than like you have eating to, it? You as have a to whole. appreciate every part's individual. But the individual parts <laughs> for an Oreo cookie are what make the Oreo so amazing. So to separate the parts, you're almost stripping it down to the ingredients, not eating it as an Oreo. Sarah, Sarah's got nothing to say. I'm a Cassie, where are you on this? <laughs> I separate it and eat the cookie. And then and you then give the cream the to your You sister. don't eat the... So you literally don't eat the thing that defines an Oreo. Yeah. She's so weird. you just eat like a chocolate like cracker cookie. Yeah. That's that's the best. Just buy chocolate no, cracker just, cookies. Yeah, don't buy an Oreo then. I'm a civilized human being. I eat chocolate. I don't like, see, Alice it's like, it doesn't, it's like not... You're weird. <laughs> you can give the cream to someone who wants it. But yeah. somebody wants it just want doesn't want just that ingredient. Just the cream. They want the entire cookie. Like Not that would be like necessarily. Some people just like the cream. Sarah, you are an abomination. I'm sorry. That, that is people an like abomination. The, whole thing, the cream and then the cream. Here, let me put it this way: when you're when you eat pizza, do you only eat the cheese? No, no, I, I take the cheese off. I don't what? like cheese. Oh my goodness. I sometimes do that with Costco pizzas. I hate cheese. Costco pizzas have too much cheese. Wow. I just hate pizza in general, but like, I can't sit this next to you. This is life changing. I, I can't sit across from you. Carbs. Carl doesn't want to sit next to you. Carl's not even sitting Carl's next to you. Carl's ready to leave. <laughs> Get it? No. No, because. No. Oh, oh, oh. oh. He's a, Sarah, because he's a tree, yeah. so he's got leaves. Yeah, so I was making a pun about how... It's worse no, if you explain oh, it. No, I get it. That's going to be better if I explain it. No. Sorry. I've been doing it wrong this whole time. All right, so let's jump into this. So I got to tell you that uh, for all us experiencers that are listening and are wondering... XPs. Who came up... Or XPs. They have not officially weighed in on this. When Alice, when you approached me for this idea for an episode, uh, obviously, spoiler alert for everyone out there listening, this was not my idea to come up with this as a topic. So those of you who were thinking, gee, I, just when I think I know Ancona, he goes and pulls a stunt like this. Um, Alice, you came to me a couple of, maybe a week ago and said, what about the idea for doing an episode on K-pop? And I immediately was like, yeah, let's do it. You even wrote, yes, in all caps with an exclamation mark. I did, word. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's such a unique topic. I think it's something that is pop culture. I think it's something that is important. Obviously, with this, uh, I got to give a major shout out, obviously, to all four of you, even though you're on the episode right now, because you formatted all of the work that we did with this. So it gave me at least a really nice place to start. Um, okay, so I think the only logical place for us to start is to try to make sense of what K-pop is. Obviously, if you're <clears throat> totally unfamiliar, it's short for Korean pop. And if you're short, or if you're unsure of what pop means, it's Korean popular music. 
It's no different than like pop music in the United States. Um, tell us a little bit about this. Like, where did it start? Um, what do certain K-pop artists or groups, what do they look like as far as like the dynamic created? Alice, kick us off. Um, well, it originated in South Korea. Um, and it can be traced back to the 90s. The groups weren't that popular back then, but they still had them. Um, the music videos are still, they're still like very upbeat, and but they don't have obviously as much like work put into them. And back then or currently? Back then. Okay. Because like they didn't have as much technology. Sure. And, and they um, probably wasn't as popular as it is now. Yeah, definitely not. Rebecca, go ahead, get in there. Um, so actually, the first ever believed K-pop group was called Soteji and Boys, where the leader of actually one of the biggest companies, YG, was part of it. Not the leader, but yes. Um, anyways, it was I believe it was very popular in South Korea, but not anywhere else, because back then, <laughs> South Korea wasn't as significant as it was in America. Sure. Yes. So a lot of the music that I'm noticing is that it's got a lot of influences that sound like Western music. So there's a lot of synthesizers, at least with the pop aspect of it, a lot of synthesizers, um, heavily <coughs> polished when it comes to the production yeah. side of it. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of like bubblegum pop music from like the 90s. Um, is that a term that I'm, that I'm triggering right now? There's, yeah. you have to listen to the right things. If you yeah. listen to like, yeah. of course, certain groups, their music is like very childish, inorganic. Yeah, yeah. it's not or, very. It's I think childish. Is I it, guess. It, okay, yeah. the, the it's catered to like the younger teens. It's not catered to them, but it's like that. Oh, okay. Their image is made to be very pure. Like they're talented. innocent okay. and small yeah. and untouchable, sort of like it, that. Is that something that they're they're catering this then towards like groups. children? Uh, I think it's when like each company debuts a new group, yeah. they have a new concept okay. and they stick with that concept usually. usually. There's like the unique concept, the cute concept, the okay. girl crush concept. Like, like the, 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 like the, the, like the, the uh, what's it called? The, uh, like the, the futuristic look. Oh yeah, uh, so there's yeah. one like yeah. that. Um, and then is it like like the stylish? Is that like does each company try to capitalize on a movement, or is each company trying to like do one of each? I feel like it's the latter okay. because a lot of companies sometimes they stick to one image and they and they're known for that image. Like SM, one of the entertainment companies, it's known for like it's electric. Well, not electric, but like electronic sounds, but. Other other companies, they release groups. One can be electric and one can be very ballad. It's very mixed. Okay, and ballad stuff, it sounds like, was popular in the 90s. Yeah. Or 80s, somewhere around there. Alice, go ahead. Um, I also have something to say. Like, what are the groups, I guess, before we keep going with it, like, what do the groups like typically look like as far as like numbers? Because I think like when you think of like classic like American or British rock band, it's usually like four. 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 Yeah. yeah. Is K-pop different from that? Because then when I also think of American pop music from the 90s, your boy bands were all like five to six. Sarah, where do they kind of fall on this? I think a lot, it really depends on each group because there's some groups that have 21 members. 21? There's one yeah, group there's called one NCT. NCT. They have 19 members. How does that even work? I 
the choreo—it's so much more difficult for yeah. them because the choreography all has to be synchronized and stuff like. And we're gonna totally then, talk about the choreography. Then there are some groups that have only four members. I think the minimum is four. Obviously. No, there are some duos. There are some duos. Black, Black Pink has four. NCT has nineteen, but they also split up into subunits. Okay, yeah, so that's the only all way something like that could work. Do, if, if, if they're at 19, how would you even market any of the members? So, since they're in subunits, they normally promote in their subunits. The main subunit okay. is called NCT 127. It's, I think it's most of the members. There's also yeah. Wavy with all the Chinese members. Okay. And most yeah. of the NCT members are foreign, so they'll do like foreign promotions, I think. Yeah, like yeah, variety they do. shows outside. Cool. So then what other things sound like make up K-pop? To me, listening to it, and again, just scratching the surface, it immediately took me back to like, for the female artists that were like the solos, it, it immediately brought me to like, Christina Aguilera from the 90s, Britney Spears from the 90s, um, who else? Uh, Mandy Moore from the 90s, where it's got like, and tell me if I'm wrong, like that pure, innocent vibe. Oh yeah. And it's like from the female perspective. I don't know. I think a little bit. If you listen to like an OST, then it's more oh, yes. like that. Yes. Okay. But if yeah. you listen to like Jesse uh, or uh, the birthday one, Somi, 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 Somi is not exactly innocent or some or um, like that. She's a more lot of a lot pop. of the mainstream so female soloists like Taeyeon and IU and IU mm-hmm. they give off more of an innocent and pure image. Okay. But if you listen to artists like. Jesse or Somi, it's more of a girl crush. Okay. And like independent. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Like girl power, certainly. Mm-hmm. So almost like going back again, I'm, I'm coming back to the 90s constantly with this because I'm seeing it. It is. It Spice is, yeah. Girls. Yeah. Spice Girls, when they came out, like the whole thing, their entire essence was off of girl power. Yeah. And it sounds like that message obviously is being, I don't want to use the word recycled, because it's got such a negative connotation. Know, actually, I feel like a lot of the girl groups are inspired by Spice Girls. Like, really? They girl... said themselves like that they looked up to them. Like, Interesting. The Spice Girls also have their iconic shoes, and like the groups, they also have like their iconic styles. So. Yeah, awesome. they have their own defining features. Okay, because you're trying to brand the group, but also each individual one, so you can try to create your allegiance. Like, who's your favorite Spice Girl? Who's your favorite NSYNC member? Who's yeah. your favorite Backstreet Boy? They're called, like, biases. Yeah, because yeah. you have to have that. And it's it's so smart on the record companies, because they're the ones who, who are creating this, to be able to kind of instill that. Uh, the things also I noticed, too, is, like, super visual um, with, like, the choreography, where it sounds like, from what I've researched, is that they try to make the choreography accessible so that the fans could replicate it. Most mm. of the... A lot of the songs do, but if you look at... Artists and groups like NCT and Seventeen. Uh, if you look at their choreography, it's a lot more complex and hard and detailed. Okay. Um, so the other thing that I also started picking up on, or the biggest thing I guess I, I asked, and Alice, you and I were chatting about this in the hallway one day, where I was like, I know K-pop is Korean pop. Do you have to be Korean to be considered a K-pop artist? No, no, no there are because I think that's a misconception foreign. that a lot of people mm-hmm. just immediately see it and go, oh, it's Korean music and I'm not Korean or I don't care about that a kind of music. A lot of people actually don't. They, they call them, oh, those Chinese boys or uh-huh. something. They see yeah. K-pop and they think they just see their faces and they just assume they're Chinese. They like try to butcher the names on purpose. <laughs> and and they, they, yeah. when you yeah. wear a jacket or something, they're like, 
They're like, oh, oh J-Hope! Or like, J-Hope. Oh, like in the hallways. And you're like super Rat embarrassed monster. and you don't want to wear so it again. Sarah and I go to the same tutor and then there's this kid in class. No naming names, but you probably know who you are. No shade intended. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We sit um, next to each other and the person always turns around and goes, Rap Monster! Yeah, yeah. Nam June! So making references and, yeah. Yeah. and kind of finding a way to make fun of it because is am I right to say that it's it's so out there yeah. in style and so out there with visuals and so out there because it has such specific things that make it stylized and specific that it almost becomes almost becomes easy to mock. Yeah, yeah. And people yeah. nowadays tend to hate on what's popular because that's that's what's the basic trend. and yeah. the trend. Oh yeah. And honestly, it's been like for that people, forever. Yeah, for people who enjoy what they're making fun of it's sometimes very hurtful because you don't know what the artists went through to get to where sure. they are it's not just the artists it's also when you're listening to this music the meaning in the word even if you don't speak korean there's always things like google translate or pe- mm-hmm. native speakers and you don't have to li- you don't you have, have to, to know the lyric uh, you can have like a deep connection with those lyrics because if you're going through something the music can really make you feel better because the meaning sent the message sent through the music is very powerful and when you insult it it can really hurt someone. Sure. And I think, you know, when, when you're listening to music, music is a universal language, right? I, I think that when you're hearing music that hits you or connects with you in some way, it doesn't really necessarily matter what language it's spoken in. Because I think the first thing a lot of, most people are attracted to is the beat yeah. or the mm-hmm. music itself. I mean, I love Shakira's music. <laughs> I love her Spanish stuff. I have no idea what the heck she's saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Can I Google Translate it? Yeah, I can. Like, but I don't, I don't. I don't care. I just. I like the sound of it. It sounds great. It's got a great rhythm. Like it's fun to put on. Keeps you in a good mood. I don't have to necessarily know that. I listen to opera music that'll be in Italian or German. I don't have to know the words. A lot of times you could get the message just based off the tone, and so, you don't have to hear it. Good, Alice. I don't listen to K-pop because it's in Korean. But then they go to listen to like Despacito, and I'm like. It's the most viewed YouTube <laughs> Yes. I know, right? Despacito was such a huge hit. And it's not even, it's not in, even English. in English. It's not in English. Like, English. People have the guts to make fun of yeah. K-pop. Like, and when you bring it up, they're like, oh, I didn't even like that. I never listened. But like, it's, of no, course you No, did. they yeah. did. Yeah. Because that song didn't make it into like the top yeah, 100 exactly. and be such a huge phenomenon. Billions because. Yeah, because so many people didn't like it. It's yeah. you know it, that's like you looking back on silly bands and saying, "Oh, that was stupid." Of course, it was. Stupid. Why would it be played like, on the radio? Like, people yeah, people didn't like it. People like it. That's why it's being pushed out there. There are obviously cases where stuff is played and people just yeah. don't like it. That's different. Yeah. But you don't have a song climb like up the charts like that. So much. Yeah, after the fact, I think you become numb to it. But that's yeah. that's radio. That that's a totally different conversation. Okay, so speaking of radio, I think one of the things that for me is. I heard BTS for the first time a year, a year and a half ago. Oh, really? Yeah, and I I heard it where I became aware that BTS wasn't like some kind of like gang uh, <laughs> in Marlboro, where it was where I finally I think was like, what does that mean? Which is a dangerous thing to ask middle schoolers uh, when they all know what they're talking about and I don't know. There's like uh, boys that suck or. Be- I know, yeah, right? that- are they like K-pop? Oh, or like okay. Kids Bop. <laughs> so, kids yeah. Bop. Um, so I think like, for me, I was first exposed to this movement of K-pop probably in the last year, year and a half, and then it hit me where oh my goodness, I've been seeing this, and there's been so many people that have been fans of this type of music for 
far longer. Is that safe to say? Yeah. That it didn't for me kind of like click until I finally asked that BTS became not just like a Korean pop band, but became like a a band. Is that safe to say? They're that a they're, band. A they're group, a group. Sorry. That they're like a group rather than being categorized as a K-pop group. Like, do you yeah. think that their influence has yeah. gone that yes. big? It's, yeah, it's definitely. It's yeah. They, they've grown a lot since their debut. They've sure. reached yeah. a, they've a like gone, one on Billboard. Yeah, which Grammys. Is, yeah, which is amazing. And like we've seen them on things like, like where have we seen them? Where Ellen. People, Ellen, Ellen awesome. the Grammys, Jimmy. Yeah, like the Grammys, like when you're in like award shows and American award shows, I think that's where, at least from our perspective as Americans, that's where you've kind of landed. I think it's it's so ethnocentric in a way to think like nothing matters until it matters in America. But it's kind of I feel like the way that we you know, when we talk about like the Beatles, like, you know, mm-hmm. invading the U.S. or the British invasion, it, it is talked about from the perspective of invading the U.S. and having an impact here. And I think the same thing is kind of happening with K-pop, where it's becoming bigger than just Korean music. It's becoming more of just Western music. Um where else are you starting to see like the the Western influence that K-pop has? Oh yeah, oh, Coachella. Yeah, Coachella, and they've started collabing with a lot of American artists. Or I love that you call it collabing. It's collaborating. You are so hip, Sarah. It's yeah. awesome. Like um, Boy with Love by BTS. Okay, Boy with Halsey. 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 They did make it right with Ed Sheeran and. How do you say it? Love. Love. And, and you're seeing so much crossover because hasn't there been crossover also with like Ludacris, Snoop Dogg, Akon? Oh, yes, and, yes. and Blackpink's yeah. uh, with Dua Lipa. Yeah. 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 So I think that to me is it's not just a, a, a measure of how big they are becoming, but also how much of a crossover they're becoming too, where artists who are huge here, they want to associate with something yeah, that's... Yeah. I, I don't think of it as that the K-pop artists are trying to associate with American artists. I, it's more of yeah. the American artists are thinking... How do I keep my brand and how do I keep myself important? And it's by attaching to the latest important thing. Yeah, because I thing. feel like after Halsey collaborated with BTS, I saw her. I heard her yeah. more on the radio. Yeah, yeah sure. Definitely. Because they're willing to push it out on the yeah. radio more. So those people who are out there saying like, oh, K-pop is stupid or I never liked it or anything like that. Listen, Snoop Dogg is associating himself with it. You know it's pretty awesome. Take that. So, do you see merchandise more available in oh, yeah, American of stores? I got it from Walmart. In but Hot Topic, yeah. there's like a yes. section completely dedicated oh, yeah. to BTS. That's the only reason I go to Hot Topic. Yeah. So I and think, that's why they're getting money because there's a. Because they're capitalizing yeah. on something that's popular right now. I mean, back back in my day, Hot Topic was all like your emo and screamo oh, yeah. stuff. Um, and like stuff like Fall Out Boy uh, and bands that were popular, like oh, yeah, the used yellow card. Yeah. But there's now a K-pop. it's just a whole section. Yeah, yeah. I've passed Hot Topic and seen K-pop stuff and kind of like did a double take. Like that's not Hot Topic I mean, that I remember. There's a store in New York dedicated to BT21. And so, BT21 is a specific. It's by group. BTS. BTS. It's an animation okay. animated uh, production by BTS. Awesome. And I think what that is telling you is the influence that they're having on, like, the states. So one of the things that I noticed uh, when I was just doing a little bit of research was that, okay, I think it's no secret that a lot of the bands, the artists, the groups, Groups, the groups, sorry, the groups are a bit manufactured. Oh, yeah. A bit. A bit. bit. It seems like it's, they're definitely, it's very fabricated. One of the things that that I noticed was that the 
it just sounds harsh, but the inauthenticity mm. of some of the groups is something that might hurt it. So when some of the groups are trying to take on English-sounding names, they're like, mm -hmm. hi, I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm John. I'm Jesse. And you're like, stop it. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, stage names? Or are yeah, you? like they're stage names. But the thing is, their stage names are, n are they're not unique. Where like Cher's stage name is Cher. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Cher is a unique name, yeah. right? Or like Shakira or Lady Gaga. <laughs> like her name isn't Lady or is Gaga. It? <laughs> like or is it's it? Stephanie something. Um, <laughs> but like her stage name is what makes her unique. And I think what where some of these groups fail is that they're trying to make themselves so American by giving themselves American names. But then when they do that, they take away the authenticness of a K-pop group. Do you guys agree with that, or am I like yeah. totally way off? But I think people in Korea like that. Um, also, yes. they're looking. Yeah. Also, there are some English-speaking artists that yeah. come from America, from Australia, Australia. and then they like, come like, from America, like, like Australia. Yeah, yeah you did say come from America or, 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 Australia. or Australia. I heard and come from America, Australia. English name like. Felix from Stray Kids or Mark and Jackson. Okay. Well, Jackson from Hong Kong, but that's like, okay. Wendy, Mark from GOT7, Wendy, Wendy from, from Red Okay. Canada. Now, here's the interesting part that I, I started, I did a little research on, and I, I think it might be, we might be, this might make sense. You said that the Korean fan base appreciates that. It sounds like the American fan base rejects that. Because we're looking for like traditional Korean. Who's we? Or people in America. Honestly, okay. I feel like. The majority don't really care. Just okay. because we love their personality. Yeah. It's not only their name. We love the way they act around At the us same. and But I think we... what happens with that, Rebecca, is that like they you don't care because you're a fan. They've already got you. Like that entire industry already has you and they can put out anything and as long as it's as long as you're you're feeling it and you like it, you're in. But when you're trying to expand and cast a wider net and get more people, I think that's where that's who you want to cater to. And what I've, it seems like I've noticed is that Americans reject it more because Americans, when it comes to music and pop culture, crave authenticity and something that's unique. And Sarah, you said they're not getting like traditional Korean. Because they're looking for something that's different from what they already have. Yeah, and they already have Jake's and Felix's and Joe's and Jackson's. We have yeah. plenty of them. And I think it's almost like you're you're trying to when they do that, you're trying to please too many people all at once. They might be trying to fit in because I've told people like, oh, I really like Bang Chan, and they're like, Bang Chan, what kind of name is that? Also, like a lot of people can't. But that's what makes it. that unique. Yeah. Whereas opposed to like, if you're like, I like the the five men, like that's, <laughs> that would be my K-pop band, Five Men. <laughs> Uh, and it would be no, the, Carl and I. The seven ages or whatever from today. Okay, seven ages. Oh, no. yeah, <laughs> the seven ages of man. That would be my K-pop band. Okay. Seven ages of man with Carl. Featuring, <laughs> featuring Carl, obviously. Yeah. So I read this from Rolling Stone. I, I kind of am just going to paraphrase slash uh, plagiarize this quote. So one of the things that I saw, too, that tied in with the idea of people feeling so strongly, it sounds like it's a love and hate relationship with K-pop. You guys agree with that? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That like the general population is like either, yes, I love it because I know what it is, or I hate it because I don't Most know what it is. Most of the haters aren't like, I hate it because I've listened to the music mm. and it doesn't it's, sound they good. Because it's because they're they just like, it. oh, it doesn't like, I only like, listen to this type of music. Can we say it? Because it's Asian? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that a huge part? For Western, we're not saying everyone, but for the most part, 
we fear what we don't know in general. And is a part of it from your experience that people who don't know that type of music, they almost are like, I don't know what that is, so I'm uncomfortable with it. Yeah. So I'm just going to slander it and make generalized statements about it. Definitely. Yeah. That's basically. They so, see like one picture and they just... Yeah. No, right and then they and then they they see one image of one person, and they just say that's what everyone looks like who is a K-pop. And oh, people say they all look the same. same. Okay. I yeah. hate that so the much. The thing is, they look very similar at first. At first glance, first. you can't tell each one apart. Yeah, but you just have to. But you can't tell it looks the same. But you know what? The part of that that might be because of the companies that are manufacturing yeah. the band However. to look a certain style, where it's almost like because they all have to this, match each other. Yeah, this style works, so let's kind of push out that vibe. I mean, if you look at again. 90s pop stars if you were not an american fan of 90s boy bands and we threw out justin timberlake nick lachey uh and all these other artists artists all these other boy band pop stars we took like 15 of them said like who are they yeah. i think we would just i think in the 90s especially people would go oh they must be a boy band but they would have no idea who each one is like if yeah. you did an album where nsync and backstreet boys scrambled up and did like a jigsaw I'm sure a good part of like the audience that is not a fan would just they wouldn't know the difference. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're not the only one. I mean, I obviously as a huge NSYNC fan would not get that messed up. Um, but one of the things that I read from Rolling Stone magazine, I read a really amazing article on like the influence of K-pop in Western music and Western culture, is the idea that um, Alpha Media, um, this guy Becker says that his radio company is hard at work researching um, how to change the stereotype that if it's not in English, it's not important. Um, he says, the challenge I present back is if last year, this was as of a couple years ago, most played song was Despacito, why can't we play more songs not in English? And, and that song became actually the first Latin pop song to be certified diamond and earn more than three than a billion streams on Spotify. So I think that a lot of the record company higher ups are looking at capitalizing on Despacito and thinking, well, if it was a Latin song and we've never had a Latin, pop, a Latin pop song jump that high, maybe we can capitalize on the K-pop phenomenon too. It may not be entirely genuine. You know what the number one influence of that is. Mm -hmm. But that's what these people are getting paid to do. They're thinking, how can I capitalize on this? How much money can I make off of it? The flip side of it, which is dangerous, is that they run it to the ground. And that it kills it. So it becomes kind of like this balance of, okay, do we start playing it like the British invasion in the 60s and really push that genre and then it takes off and these bands and these groups become phenomenons or do we basically run it to the ground? You guys said something really interesting before about like people not knowing. Is it because of Gangnam Style? I feel like Gangnam Style was... I feel like I... I didn't know it was K-pop. I didn't yeah, know it was I didn't know it was K-pop until now. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. I had no idea. Psy, I knew the video. Psy. I knew, yeah, Psy, like, I knew like I knew what he looked like. He has such a like unique mm. look. He has which, his own company. Really? Yeah. What what does yeah. this company do? What do they do? It's, it's an entertainment company. Okay, yeah. makes sense. But at the time he was in yeah, at the time he, he was, was in, in YG. YG. Okay, so do you think that that was, was that good for K-pop? Was that bad for K-pop? Or I feel like do people not even associate with K-pop? I don't think people yeah. knew it was K-pop. Is that a good thing? Yeah. A little, <laughs> yeah. So maybe <laughs> yeah. because people don't know it's K-pop, if you say, oh, Gangnam Style is K-pop, 
they'll be like, oh, maybe K-pop isn't so bad. But on the other hand, maybe they'll just go on hating it. Like, because oh, it, I never liked it, it to begin because with. Because that song yeah. is very unique. It, mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like every, his other songs. Other K- most K-pop songs oh, aren't like that. Well, that <laughs> song and that visual and the dance. I mean, look, it fits up. It fits like it all of the like the big three things. Choreography that people could do, right? A video that is like a visual overload <laughs> to your senses. And... Something really catchy. I still question that video. <laughs> that, yeah, well, you know what that video is? It's a meme. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and that's yeah. where it became so popular is that people were like, ha, 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 to this thing. This but they thing. liked it. But they liked it ironically. Yeah, it wasn't because yeah. they liked K-pop. It was because, like, like it, it was funny. Yeah. Like young people with mustaches. Yeah. Like, where they, they nobody yeah. grows a mustache that's, like, you know, not, like, mm-hmm. your grandpa's age because they think they look good. They grow a mustache because they want to be ironic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Pop music-wise, between American pop music and K-pop music, uh, what would you say the, the biggest like differences between the two are? Because everybody loves pop music. Most people love pop music. That's why it's called pop music, because it's popular. Even if people are like, yeah, I just like whatever's on the radio. So you like whatever radio executives tell you to listen to. Just popular stuff. What's the difference between, obviously aside from the language, what's the difference between K-pop and, and American pop? Alice? Um, well, K-pop most of the time has choreography, and American pop music not so much, because when you watch the videos, you can always see them dancing. Also, their videos are... Aesthetically pleasing. What does that mean? To me, they're more entertaining. Okay. There's a lot that's happening yeah. at one yes. time. Many colors and a lot of, like, there's a storyline. The visual They overload. definitely have a concept. Okay. At is first, Do you think most of the videos is, are concept-based? Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of hidden meanings in each video that you can, messages as in, what, so. The tie to the theme? BTS yeah. has, okay. like, they have a story that for their entire, like, Seven every six album. Years. Okay. Every album is connected. So it's a concept album, basically. Yeah. Each Where, album yeah. is connected, and each music video has something special that links them together. Like BTS, awesome. Love Yourself. There are four of them. Okay. But that's not for every group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But for like a lot of the big ones, kind of will take advantage of that. And mm-hmm. you obviously can take those skills that you're learning in the OA class and apply them to your K-pop music. Breakdowns. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, So one of the things too that that I I thought was really fascinating is you said that like they they take time for choreography, which a lot of pop music does. Is it? Do they try to create uh, choreography for each song that's unique to each song? So it's almost like the choreography is a part of the song. Yeah. Yes. Once you hear That's the song, you're huge. always like the choreography. You want to associate with the it. choreography. Like DNA by because BTS, you always so want to do DNA. Okay. This kind of reminds me almost of like professional wrestling. Every wrestler is a character, right? And they have a saying of their, their oh. like, they have to be more than just a guy who or girl who's physical. They have to be able to be like this personality. And they have catchphrases. John Cena. And they have certain movements that those of you who are listening, you can't see me right now. Yeah, hey, you can't see me right now. Um, oh, 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 yeah, oh, that, oh, oh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> but they have all these sayings that they do that tie in with their character that are almost more important or equally as important as their actual wrestling ability. Yeah. It sounds like the choreography is Definitely. similar to that, yeah. where the choreography is just as important. When we're trying to figure out the impact on music is we always try to associate it with landmark moments. You've got Elvis on the Ed Sullivan show being shot from the waist up because like his leg movements were way too scandalous for American 
TV. Uh, you think of like the Beatles landing and playing on Ed Sullivan. Um, you, you think of things like Michael Jackson releasing Thriller, the entire album, but also like the videos that go with it. Is there a K-pop or, or Nirvana happening in 1992 with Nevermind and killing off rock music basically forever? Is there a moment in K-pop music history that outsiders maybe are even aware of and people who are fans are kind of like, this is the moment that was so huge for K-pop as, as an industry? Rebecca? So I feel like for K-pop fans, you have to know of Big Bang. Every single boy group, every single girl group, every single Korean person in Korea and not <laughs> <laughs> and every not in Korea, they know of Big Bang. Why? They're the biggest, one of the biggest, probably the biggest group yeah. to they grace Korea. What makes them so big? Are they the they first? Have quite a or are they? I they have like a they, They're the ones. That I are mean, like they have introduced. Okay, yeah. they, they mainstreamed they a, it. Yes. That's, that's, that's when you mainstream something, you're always going to be. Yeah. Like a group that people look Especially to. Especially their song Bang Bang, Bang Bang Bang. It. Everybody knows the key dance moves. Okay. It's very iconic. Any other moments that have happened in K-pop history that? that we think like this was a turning point, good or bad? Why am I only thinking of negative? Sungri was a big, uh, he got into a very big scandal, yeah. which has a not good uh, He was. Did the scandal affect the perception he, of K-pop? It affected nobody... the whole company. It like started okay. this whole the snowball and Sungri's scandal was pretty big, but I think he's an entrepreneur and he owns like clubs. He was caught along with some other artists and well-known people. Uh, with raping women and uh, woman, uh, tra human trafficking and oh damn yeah okay yeah that's a pretty big one but some yeah. people are like uh, taken out of a company he, for dating someone else okay. oh. and, and that's like fans, some fans of Sungri actually have the audacity to defend him like he's so innocent what are you talking about there's no evidence there's so evidence. people there's a so lot people get blinded by their love for yeah. Yeah. the artist and yeah. I mean that happens everywhere in all walks of life you unfortunately. Know? From Pentagon, he was kicked out for dating. Edon. Yeah, Edon yeah. and Hyuna. Yeah. They were, they, but they got into another other group together. Yeah. So are these yeah. black marks on the K-pop industry or are these these groups? Korea as itself is very conservative. So things right. like yeah. dating or wearing something that's mm -hmm. not... Provocative or yeah, not... Yeah. Like, Vulgar yeah. or something like that. It's a very big offense. That's what I'm saying. Because like, in America, we're so much... And not that any of these things that have happened or these people are being accused of doing. Not like, I don't think that we accept it. We certainly don't. And that's a great thing. But I think we're a lot more forgiving sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Forgiving is maybe not the best word. Uh, tolerant, maybe, of these terrible things where South Korea is not going to be at all. I mean, is that the death of a lot of these people's careers? Well, K-pop so, idols don't have as much freedom as right. African yeah. artists do. But I do. think it's more for females, because males have a little mm -hmm. bit more freedom than females do in K-pop. Uh, Jimin. <laughs> okay, guys. Why, Sarah, why is that? Um, is that just a cultural thing in South Korea? I don't know. I think it's like boys in certain music videos, they're allowed to show more skin, but girls... Yeah. They can't do that because that's what caused Sully to pass so away. Much, yeah. Right, so much is, hate. Because she, was, she wasn't herself. wearing, yeah, she wasn't wearing the right things, or she wasn't, right yeah, she yeah. was yeah. being too vulgar. But while boys can do, there's a double much, standard. Yeah, and which is interesting because in America with like pop music, it's kind of the other way around where they'll mm -hmm. use the female artists to sell way more 
merchandise or music or whatever because they'll they'll tie that into the music videos. I mean, again, just look back to like the '90s with like Britney Spears. Um, so it sounds like. I think that double standard Korean culture because if you did yeah. if some a East, Korean model did something that Kim Kardashian does now oh they would God. get so much yeah. hate for East it Asia. I don't think they'd ever be able to even yeah. get that far yeah to There's do no anything way. that Kardashian They're because not. they also have this like weight standard like you have to look the yeah. right way uh, and uh-huh. you have to be a cer- you have to look a certain way and you have to just have I, to be really skinny okay. that's their it's like, like it doesn't matter what your height is you it's can't, under 50 kilograms 50 okay. kilo yeah under 50 kilograms for females yeah yeah. And it's, so it's in, just like American music, it's incredibly image driven, but maybe where in America it's kind of a not overtly said yeah. thing, in South Korea it sounds like it is explicitly America, said. America in general. Yeah. Because Asia in I'm general, from, I think. I visited China before. Everybody is so conscious of what they wear and what they do. My parents constantly tell me, be careful in China. Because it, mm-hmm. they're not, at, they're much more conservative yeah. than in America. Something yeah. that like, we may say flippantly can India. easily be like yeah. a big deal elsewhere. I go to India every year, and you have to be like careful, like uh, what you wear on the streets. Like you can't wear shorts. Be careful, you're gonna be judged mm. for that, or yeah. it's a, it's dangerous, or I, something like that. And they're very big on uh, your like I I don't know if this is all of it, like skin color or. Yeah. Like fair, there's so many fair brands skin. that are like fair, fair and lovely, skin. like to make yourself yeah. look whiter. Yeah. In every group, you have to be able to contribute something. So like there's a lead vocal vocalist or like vocalist, vocalist, or there's. Vocalist. So I could be a K-pop idol yeah. is basically what you're saying. But you also have to, like, there's in a K-pop group, <laughs> no, there'll be a main Rebecca. visual, somebody you Jin want to look at. Visual, yeah. Okay. Jin but, from BTS was. He's not the he, visual. Young is the visual. Taehyung no, but he won. He wasn't like. Tae he didn't want to be part of the group. Also, like, yeah. I love that this this sounds like NSYNC. Like you can literally break down where it's like it's you got or like Backstreet Boys, where it's like you got the good looking guy who's like mm-hmm. the boy next door. You've got yeah. like the rugged tough guy yeah. who's like edgy because he always has his hair over his eye, and I you've got like the the talented musician. We keep going back to the '90s. I think it's very similar to yeah, it music. Is. I mean, I'm probably pulling it back there. For that reason, your agreement might be helping it make sense of it. So at least like that's totally on me because that's what I'm associating it with. But yeah. that's I think the fact that you guys aren't like shaking your head like, oh my god, what are you talking about? <laughs> is a good sign because I think one, I think that helps our audience better get to understand that K-pop is not something that is so alien to what they're used to hearing on the radio. Uh, it's it is music that you're used to. And I think understanding the culture of the region that the music is originating from is unbelievably important because it contextualizes it. And if you don't understand where the music's coming from, what restrictions are put on the performers, um, what the the society as a whole values, it's going to be hard to understand the music and the purpose of the music to begin with. So I think understanding that culture is so invaluable. Yes. Go ahead, Sarah. What do you think? Um, I think back to the culture thing. The culture is... People, a lot of people like to throw hate on K-pop as in general as like, oh, they look like girls or they wear makeup, but that's the part, male artists. Yeah, okay. that's, that's part, part of, of their love. culture, Korean culture yeah. in general. Any boy you see, they have like male compacts and certain makeup products for males, and you can't like discriminate or like judge them based off of that yeah, cultural appropriation. We, yeah. you, you can't it's take. Not, they didn't choose. You can't that. take what you know as a society and then just judge another society or another culture based off of yours because yeah. that's 
that's kind of what racism is. Yeah. It's when you just associate, like, oh, no, everything is mine because it's white. And if it's not what I am, then it's wrong or it's weird. That's not how these things should work. But you, but that's so ridiculous because when we idolize, like, rock stars, I mean, I know the rock star is dead for the most part, but, like, rock stars have long hair. So isn't long hair something we associate with girls? Girls. girls. But yet, rock stars that have long hair for the history of, of all of rock stars, they've all been called, oh, the Beatles, they have long hair. No, they, they look like girls in the 60s. And yeah. it was, cut your hair, it's too long. So, I mean, that whole thing with, with the male idols wearing makeup or having certain looks that might be more feminine than American males is an unfair statement to make, I think. And a lot of people don't understand that it's not exactly the idol's choice. The company yeah. enforces most of what, yeah. like hair color, yeah. hair length, everything. Because if it's so prepackaged, like Cassie was saying, it's not their fault. They're they're doing what they're being told, told to, to do. do. So I think one of the things that, that becomes so important when you're looking at people making decisions for someone else, and that when the music industries or the, or the groups are basically uh, prepackaging and setting up these really, really polished music acts is that like sarah was saying they are dressing a certain way or acting a certain way and they don't necessarily want to do that and unfortunately i think one of the stains on the the k-pop industries probably recently uh sully passing away rebecca how how did this affect the k-pop community a lot of people called and and citizens and citizens and citizens right and citizens uh, people who comment on the internet, they make these critical, harsh comments that they sometimes don't really think about who they're affecting, why they're saying it, and it can really affect the artist. For, uh, for example, Sully, these end citizens were really harassing her because she was just being herself, wearing a certain dress or something. And it's really, in my opinion, it's really, really stupid. She's just being herself. She's we constantly complain, oh, why aren't these artists being themselves? It's because <laughs> these stupid end citizens are... Or just any. Or any or, critic. Or any person is is always going to talk about them negatively, whatever they do. So they just stick to what their company tells them to do because it's the safest route. And it sounds like these people want it both ways. They yeah. want them to be themselves, yeah, but, but then when they are themselves, they don't like yeah. who they are, so then they criticize Contradicting that. Contradicting themselves. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, look, when you're a celebrity and you're famous, you are putting yourself out there, unfortunately, to being a recipient of horrible feedback or horrible yeah. comments. After and you're human. You're Of course you're going to take that to heart. After Sully's death too, there a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, she deserved it. She wasn't like she wasn't no, setting she up didn't their, deserve like, it. She wasn't nobody so deserves it. Yeah, nobody deserves death, that. I think especially that's especially by suicide. Ridiculous. It's it's and a horrible. She didn't want that of, person. Right. And a lot of people are also like, "Oh, this K-pop idol Yoongi is next, or like Suga is next because he he see, like they're promoting it next even to more. die next or to yeah. commit suicide. Yeah, that's sick. They're that saying is horrible. First they, was Jonghyun." Next is Sully, and now it's Suga's next, and it's so messed up. How can you say that? About how are you labeling these human beings as objects? This is the next one to go into yeah. the trash. That's what you're saying. Yeah, 
we think that these artists like they read this stuff that they're also being influenced by what you're saying and it's not just the fans who are upset about it it's also them and, and the, the thing company. is Suga is like overcoming depression now. he is he, he yeah, was in depression he, was he got over it but he, he's over it now and now like all these mean comments might bring him back into it yeah. it's hard to filter that especially out especially that idol he's been through so unimaginable much. like he was poor when he was younger, and he had he, to like yeah. skip he had to really meals. work hard to be where he is yeah. now. And seeing things like, oh, he's gonna, he's the depressed one. He's gonna be the next one to die. Can really like affect. Are someone. these K-pop fans that are making these comments? They're a from lot of fans from other, yeah, from other yeah, from other groups. groups. You know, but they're still K-pop fans, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So what's good for their groups is for K-pop, the industry, to be strong and to succeed, right? So it seems very self-cannibalizing. Yeah. To, yes. to crap on your own interest because you have a sub-interest that interests you more. Yeah. They're just yeah. jealous because BTS has been like the highest ranking. They've won they're, all of the awards and they want their group to yes. be that group. They, Until their group gets that big not and then they will ditch them. Really? Alright, so as we come to the end of this amazing episode on the, the influence of K-pop in Western society, I think it would be only fair if we went, went around the horn and said what our number one band or idol or group is so i'm gonna put you on the spot you can tell me the number one you ready no. yeah no yeah no number one yeah oh, I don't know. no Wait, top one three group? yeah number uh, one group okay. or yes. artist cassie go for it uh itsy i think right now all right right now i like it yeah. no, right now alice um, my number one group is BTS, and All right. my bias is Jin. All right. Rebecca? Uh, number one group is Stray Kids. All right. My number one group is BTS, and my bias is Mooney Sugar. Cassie, Alice, Rebecca, Sarah, thank you so much for being on this episode of the Monarch Experience. I think I'm going to have to explain to my wife why I'm going to be listening to some K-pop over the next week. Things that I liked about pop music back when I was a young teen and the things that I still enjoy about pop music right now. It fits all the criteria. Um, make sure that you are subscribing so you don't miss a single episode and get it right on your device if you're choosing. Uh, make sure that if you're thinking about getting on a future episode, I almost said previous episode, that wouldn't make any sense. Make sure if you're thinking about getting on a, if you're thinking about getting on a, episode in the future make sure you shoot me an email or come down and visit me in room 152 there's no topics that are off limits i mean i think today's episode i think definitely hopefully is proof of that not something that when you think of ancona k-pop comes to your mind immediately but this was a blast getting to do this you can re-experience old episodes at anchor.fm our hosting platform but you don't have to listen to it on the web you can check us out on spotify itunes google podcast apple podcast uh, anywhere the podcast can be listened to i guarantee you you will find the monarch experience logo make sure you leave us a five star rating and leave us a comment so that we know what we're doing what we're doing is right find us on snapchat at the monarch experience podcast we are still running the promotion where you can snap yourself listening to any episode maybe this one in the most unique place imaginable the winner will get a special prize of your own choosing because we're dangerous like that and then make sure you follow us on twitter at the monarch experience thank you so much for listening until next time Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was horrible <laughs> <Du> giorno. <laughs>